You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and this episode is with Aquila. They're two creative friends who've made truly beautiful music. Their debut album, Silhouettes, is full of songs about experiences that hit very close to home. Typically with an album like this, a band will tour the album for ages, but the lads of Aquila found themselves still full of that creative spirit. So what did they do about it? They made another album which they announced the day I went to link up with them for this talk, so it's kind of serendipitous when you look back on it. Naturally, of course, I asked them about this upcoming album, but this talk predominantly is about silhouettes and how that album came to be, the story of that. And yeah, I'm just very much looking forward to sharing this chat with you. You're going to hear the word beautiful used a lot, but honestly, Aquilo makes beautiful music. Silhouettes is a beautiful album. They're beautiful people. And yeah, let's just jump right into this. This is the 405 Exchange with Aquila. Enjoy. Can I stay the night? Just let me stay the night. Hold on. So prior to coming up here today, I actually had a totally different way I wanted uh, today's talk to start. But then you guys had to go and do this thing on social media and announce a new album. So <laughs> let's talk about that a bit. Uh, yeah. First thing, holy shit and congrats. And Thank you. This is the first time we've actually ever spoken about it. It's been a while in the making. Yeah, we, we actually, you know, we, we... It has been a while in the making. No, yeah, I was just literally about to say, like, it, we, we released the album in January, Silhouettes, and... I think as soon as we released it, we went straight into the studio and started working on something a little bit different. Um, and that's that's what we've got so far. And this is what this new album. We've released two songs so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got a new album coming out. Were there two songs? I saw Thin. There's yeah. another one that came out as well. I did yeah. Flat on a Wall. Wow. And that came out about two, three, week, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. It's all been really spontaneous. I think. We just sort of found ourselves making this music. We were like, yeah. Oh, fuck it, let's just stick it out. Um, and was that surprising for you? Like when you found yourselves kind of inspired by the spirit? Cause like, well, yeah, it's weird because you'd think that after writing a whole album, you just you know you just want to tolerate it, whatever. But for some reason, something happened. And we just we just felt the need to to make it. And I don't know, it felt really easy after we'd made the first album. Mm, yeah. It's almost like there's no pressure, and no one expected us to be making music. Yeah. I think that's what it was. That's. Why well, I went okay, and that's why we like the music so much that we're making at the minute. Um, but yeah, we just got we've, we've got ourselves a new studio in London, and I think that's quite a big helper in the actual process of, of writing and actually producing because um, we're just playing around with different sounds at the minute. Like Ben said, there's, there's, there isn't really much pressure, so we're just experimenting with different sounds and like just having a, a good time. It's, it's working out well. I'd say with this new album that we announced today, it's it's pretty much just been me and Tom working on it. No one else has stuck their fingers in it. And I think the, the beauty of what's happening at the moment is we're completely left our own devices to make music like it was when we first met. And I think, I think people will probably notice that when it, um, when it all comes out. Well, big respects to you because I think, I mean, we, we expect people to know about this, but I guess a lot of people still don't know. But like when you get within the industry and you go during the confines of that, it does become more difficult to keep things in-house and insulated. So the fact you guys yeah. are able to do that. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. But like, and that's, that's what happens, just like you said, as soon as you start with a major label, you know, uh, people do get involved with, with, the, with, the, with the whole project. 
And I think our label has sort of taken a step back and gone, go ahead. <laughs> it seems see to be see working, what so can't do it yourself. I want to go into Silhouette a bit, but before we go into that, I want to ask specifically about Thin, because that was a song you guys released today. Um, what was it, not necessarily about this song that excited you the most, but was it about wanting it to make sure the world got to hear it right away? Because me, Ben, you and me talked a little bit just now about like how, we talked downstairs about how beautiful it is that nowadays you could just put a song on Spotify once it's done, that kind of yeah. spirit. Well, we've decided, yeah, so we decided to split the album into two, and we put, you know, said that in the announcement today, uh, we're just going to put it out side A and side B, and the beauty of it is, is we've had, we had first half ready, so it's like, let's just put it out. Just put it out. You can do it these days. And also, I think if you're gonna, if you if you're gonna put like a twelve track album out, chances of everyone, I think, in the way people receive music these days, you know, even me, like I probably I'll, probably wouldn't get through a whole album unless I had a CD in the car. Yeah. Just because you just get distracted. I get like five songs in, and then I'm where I need to be. Exactly. So if we sort of thought, let's just put out, let's just put it out in sections so people can digest the first half. And then people can digest the second half in their own time. So that way they're their own like separate parts, but yeah, I mean that's there. that's not the sole reason for it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know that's not the sole reason for it. We'll be releasing this this half in sort of like instant. So we're releasing these two, but then we we'll release the uh, the next five. Uh, we're calling this an EP, basically the first EP. Yeah. And then the second one we're going to release, and that's when we're going to release the whole thing, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. it's so spontaneous and a little bit random at the minute. So everything's up, everything's yeah. up in the air, but it's kind of nice actually that way. So everyone, everyone, when we said it today, where people, everyone's messing up. Oh my god, so soon! Like what the hell? I'm, I didn't even realize it was so yeah, soon. Exactly. Like, to me, it's been like seven months since we finished our first album. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, probably, just like maybe eight. Just months. about. Yeah, it's yeah crazy. and for us, it feels like a while because it's all we've been doing. Yeah, you know. Um, but to everyone else, they're still getting used to the first album. Yeah, well I want to go into silhouettes a little bit. Um, I swear I'm not just saying this because it probably sounds like I'm just regurgitating nonsense, but it really is a beautiful album that you guys made. And Thank you. Thank something you so that blows much. my mind is that like, like uh, what blows my mind is that it does, that album does feel like an accumulation of so much work. Like, yeah. it feels like you guys have been together for a bit making singles and EPs obviously. That is the nail on the head, that's all, that's all it is. It's, it's an amalgamation of basically four years worth of work and we basically yeah. just, throughout that four years, just collected a shit ton of songs. And it like, does, literally yeah. so many fucking songs and then we basically picked. For a lot of acts with their debut albums, I feel like that will always, that will usually feel obvious and sometimes it will buckle in its own way, but I feel with Silhouettes, and I really do feel this, I feel like it does work as a cohesive body of work, even despite of that, but what I wonder is when you started making the album, when did you know you were going on a journey of making this album, because obviously making Silhouettes took years to do. Yeah, it did. I'd actually say it's probably about two years in, it's probably about two years in when we started going, right, you know, we've put two or three, because we put, I think we put three or four EPs out before we'd even done the first album. So we were like, right, we should do this album. Let's just do it now. Yeah. I think because the EPs were sort of testing the waters with ourselves and trying to work out what sound we wanted. And then I think once we put out the human EP, um, that's when we decided where we wanted to go with the first album. So it's probably about two years in. Yeah, two years in when we knew that we wanted to start it. That's pretty crazy. And I, I'm familiar with the Human EP and that specific EP, it feels very like complete in regards to just how it flows and how it structures. Did, when you when you made that, did it feel like with Silhouettes it had to have that same type of approach to it and feeling like a kind of complete block? Because I can imagine that being a 
Like you could find yourselves overthinking that a bit. Was it ever like that for you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, human, very much like the music we were putting out at the moment was very spontaneous, I reckon. It's sort of, those four songs came around fast. Yeah. Didn't they? Waiting yeah, human, yeah. and I gave it all them. Well, we actually, we actually um, wrote with Son and that EP quite a lot. For, for two songs, Waiting and Human. So that that one session we had with Song, I think it was about spanned over about two days. We'd wrote those two songs, and it was in a case of just me and Ben bumping down, just producing it. So that was already within those two days that like, we'd had those songs done. And then what else was in that EP? It was um, it was waiting, and best it was go down. No, sorry, I, I gave, gave it all. all best best it, yeah, so exactly, it all just came yeah. around quite quickly with those with that EP. Yeah, but then when we started the album. That's when it was like, oh fuck, like, this is so much more. <laughs> this is like quite a lot of work, you know. Yeah. It, it was waiting at night. Yeah, it was. I'm almost, uh, I'm almost certain. We should know. So this is you think gonna check? No, that. That's what you're going to check. Yeah. This is what happens when you've got too many This is what blows me away because as someone who's familiar with your music, and I'm sure people listening who are also familiar with your music, it's very interesting to hear you guys constantly use the word quick and how some songs came across because your songs really do sound like they've been laboured over. Like they have that quality to it. Yeah, thank it's you. Not, but oh, it's not. <laughs> uh, it's I'm glad I didn't commit to saying yeah. that it was. I almost was like, it definitely is in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, sometimes some songs do take a long time. You yeah, took quite a while, actually. You did took a long time. You know, you feel like there's something special there. But to get it to a point where you can really show everyone. That was one of the first songs we ever written as well. It was like, Calling Me was the first one, and then like you there, sort of around that sort of time. And we were just getting into songwriting and getting into actually producing. That was the first sort of step. One of the first steps we had. It. So yeah, that took a while. That's really awesome. Um, you know, like Almost Over, Human, Sorry, Complication. These are some heavy hitting songs that are off silhouettes. And after hearing them, it led me to wonder, when it comes to writing songs, does it feel like the title comes from first and then that will dictate the song? Or do you find yourself realizing the title afterwards? Because we realize oh, yeah, after. afterwards. Usually after. Every single time. We had yeah. ever written a song. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, heard, I've heard of writers coming up with a title before, but it wouldn't make any sense for us to do that. Um, the way we write is normally we come up with a melody of um, like on the keyboard or like a chord structure or some sort of rhythmic thing with a chord structure and then I'll sort of say some gobbledygook into the microphone to get a slight top line and then we sort of write lyrics around that. Well, yeah, you start to make sense of the gobbledygook yeah. and you start to... You can pick certain things then, out of it. Yeah, and then you start to mould it into an actual story and more often than not, one that's relevant to us. Um, yeah. Yeah, like kind of like growing in a bit of organic way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's important not and to think about it because there there are no like what Tom was saying. Like you know, we don't do that. There's no specific way to do things. You know, some sometimes people ask you how you write songs. There's no there's, there's no, no right or there's wrong. No rule, yeah. There's no rules. There's no right or wrong. It's just like it can just happen different every time. Well, do you feel like you guys had to come to that conclusion? Because I imagine maybe a couple years ago you probably wouldn't find yourself saying there was no. No, but like, we didn't. Them. We didn't even think about it. That's what just came naturally. And actually, finding out that people did things differently was a little bit of a. Yeah. Shit! Actually, people do this differently. What? Why would you do it like that? Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and there's so many different ways of doing it, and so many wonderful ways of doing it. And the more you learn, the more you sort of. And I, it's, it's nice to see how other people can do it, is what I'm trying to say. I love that you said that just now. A few days ago we had um, Enter Shikari on the show. Oh, yeah. And I brought up to them like how, because I've been around them over the years since like 2011. 
And I brought up to them like how they're like one of the hardest working bands I've ever seen, how it blows my mind. And Rob, the drummer, he's like, there's bands that work less hard than us, are you serious? Like, he's, like, kinda, like, he's like, that's possible? <laughs> but that is so crazy to me, because like, I mean, not to hammer on too much about this new album, but I love the fact that you guys took the approach where you released this album, so let's... You have the you did tour it a fair bit afterwards, and you had the ability to tour it for the rest of the year. But you found yourself so enthralled to just create. I mean, a good friend of this show as well as James Vincent McMurrow, he did something similar as well. Oh yeah, um, we love him. He's, yeah, he's brilliant. That, I mean, that first album, I bloody loved. It's a really good. Bloody loved it. Yeah. Yeah, he released the album. He spontaneously released an album this year called True Care, where he cut short a tour he did for an album he just released last year. And I remember talking to him about it when he was here in Brooklyn, where he said like. He knew if he was to continue touring for the previous album and he had to quiet the need to create, he would just feel so less. Exactly. Yeah, that's a very, yeah, you know, if, if you feel the need to make music and you're elsewhere, probably stop doing what you're doing elsewhere. Yeah. And <laughs> make, the music, make the music because, you know, when you're in that mood, you, it's important to just capture it and do it. Yeah. I, th- I, I think that anyway. You know, I really am fascinated with you guys in terms of songwriting, but not particularly like the lyrics. So the lyrics are very important to Aquila songs, but just like, it blows my mind within silhouettes how there's so, like I said the word beautiful before, and there's a specific reason because there's a lot of different lush tones and there's a lot of, like, the palette is very diverse. And I wonder that when you find yourselves working within the studio, how do you feel it is that a song can grow? Like when you're adding on to it, when you're subtracting, like, What's that communication like between you two? Which mean in terms of the production aspect? Yeah, like the production well, and the instrumentation in particular. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of an art. I've always said this, like, knowing when to stop producing, because you can always add something to something, and, and that's, that's when you start to lose the, ma- the magic of what you're doing. If you come up with an idea that you love, and it's, it's almost like the bones of something, and you keep adding on to it, and keep adding on to it, because throughout the day, you're you're listening to it the whole time and you get bored of it. Become numb to it, don't you? you? Yeah, become numb to the beauty of what's like the the golden part of the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then at the end you've like you've ruined it. Do you know what I mean? So it's a it's a real art and this this took I think quite a long time for us to sort of realise. And it, it does take you you have to come to the conclusion naturally, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to um learn learn on your own about that because it is it is a bit of an art yeah, knowing when to stop. Mate, yeah, hundred percent. You know, something else that really blew me away about Silhouettes particularly is the fact that I think you guys hit an interesting chord where I would listen to a song and clearly it's about a particular experience or maybe just a moment in life, but I feel like the subject matter of a song never dictated the tone or the vibe, where to me Silhouettes is a much more colorful album where I feel some people might, maybe from like a tertiary point of view, might seem it, they might think it might be monochromatic the way the cover is and how some of the music videos are, but it feels like it's a lot more colorful. Would you say when it came to writing these songs, it was important that a song subject matter didn't dictate the tone of a song? Would that be fair to say? Um, the sub- I think the subject matter becomes more apparent with the production. Do you know what I mean? I think when you get a feel for the actual music itself, and like I said before, when, when we're writing the sonics, and when we're producing the sonics of a song, we tend to put the theme of the lyrics and surround it with that, and that's, and that's sort of how they sort of coincide. Because sometimes, it's two very different things, isn't it, the actual backing track and the actual vocals and, 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 and the lyrics, and when you put them together, it's gotta work. So we try as hard as possible to sort of make, make that happen. But it sort of happens naturally. I've never really thought of it like that, you know? Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what was it? I mean, 
this is a question that just kind of formed in my head just now, which it will probably sound like after I say this, but since I'm standing here with you, and clearly production is such, I mean, you guys are producers, it's such a big thing in what you do. What was it like listening to this album when it was done, but before it was mixed? Like, what was that experience like for you? Because I know mixing changes yeah. so much. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mixing does change a lot. We, what do you what do you exactly mean? You just mean how do we what, how do we feel about? It? Yeah, like how do you feel about the album? It's, 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 it's hard. It's hard. It's hard work because I feel like it's a you, question you would probably never want to be asked. No, no, because no, once you once you've done once you've done something once you've done something like once you mix it yourself, you're yeah. you're happy with that in a way. You're you're yeah, like yeah. and then then when you go away, you're sending you're sending your baby yeah. away to be I don't know dressed because mixing yeah, is like, it's the best way to do it. Yeah, like it, it, and then and then it comes back and you're like oh well no, I don't like the time. you guys strike me as a type because I've seen it before with other bands and musicians where they send their albums to be mixed and there's some communication but not a lot but you guys strike me as a type so would probably call the mixer like at 2am like hey so <laughs> yeah between us two and our manager I think yeah we, it's gonna be right we spent yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if you're playing a mix engineer you want to get it right so these guys charge a lot of money oh, yeah it's, it's like it's, I think it's worth it it's yeah. worth it you yeah. know like the the tiniest of details yeah. the science behind the sound those guys know yeah. we don't understand the science behind the sound you know yeah. we just make the sound we realise how bad we are at mixing when we get mixes back. We're like, yeah, oh, we really? send it off going. Sometimes we send it off and we're like, yeah, okay, go on, mate. You can do that and not come back and you're like, wow, okay, yeah, but, but yeah. that happens a lot. When we first met, it was last um, autumn and you guys were here opening up for Lapsley. That was yeah. a very beautiful tour, by the way, and beautiful show. Um, I didn't know what to expect because I didn't see any live videos of you guys prior to that. And when I saw you on stage, uh, for people listening who haven't experienced an Aquilo show at that time, it was almost like you guys recreate a studio vibe but on stage like the way your instruments were kind of set up and the way you would move from like piano to guitar to mic stand it felt like it had that <laughs> studio yeah. vibe to it yeah uh, i wonder like how do you feel the live show is now like do you feel it's evolved or changed a bit or i think it's evolved i think it's evolved you know we've got a new band with us this time yeah. um it's things are just a little bit streamlined it's a little bit more, i mean <laughs> you know probably the reason you felt it was a bit of a studio thing is because we really did do it on a budget ship last yeah. time. Like we really, it was quite a guerrilla style, you know, like yeah. we were a wire away from the show not working most nights, you know, with the equipment we were using wasn't like the best, we didn't have the best setup. Um, so that's probably why it looked like a studio vibe. Yeah. Maybe some people like that, but when you're playing, it's stressful. You know, and yeah, and then, you know, you look at the headlining band and it's like, oh fuck, I really want, I want, I want all that space on stage. I want to have it. So this time, you know, now we're finally headlining. Um, it's yeah, there's just more. It's more. There's more space. We're all playing the instruments we want to be playing. I think we've got we've got better minds. That we've got a music director that's helping us with the actual setup yeah. and how the songs sort of link into each other. I feel it's taking it to a different <laughs> level. And it's completing it. And also, I think with um, the live shows, a nice, I think, evolved, like evolved version of the album. Yeah. Um, I think you'll see it tonight, but it's. Uh, I think it's a step up from the actual album that you've heard. I guess now it probably takes two wires for the show to end. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got backups now. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, seriously, like to go a little bit to what you said there about like the experience between the contrast between watching it and being on stage, um, it did feel like watching it. It was like okay, this is the opening band, yeah. But like, and maybe that was what the studio vibe was about. But yeah. there was a level of intimacy there that I felt that was so succinct with watching you guys because the songs like. 
like I, I remember that show so vividly because I remember obviously there's people at the front maybe in the first couple rows who had no idea who you guys were and by song two you guys had them hooked and it was like it didn't feel like that happened in spite of what your setup was it sounded like you guys were very at peace with what you were doing being on stage like just performing on stage like how do you guys feel about it um, yeah, I mean, like, for we love, love it. it. <laughs> there is no two ways it. Not it's everyone does, yeah. so that's... No, the, yeah, I, I understand that, you know, like, yeah, we, we have some friends that are, you know, musicians, but producers that hate the live thing and decided to make their project just a studio thing. But I think for us, like, the whole live aspect is, like, the one thing we look forward to most. And, like, with this new album, we're making songs going, oh, I can't wait to play this live. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a and we have that more in mind as well actually when we're making these songs now we're a bit like this is gonna be great live and that's something that we didn't really think about. With the first with the first one, one yeah this one this one's a bit more like I think it's got a little bit more energy and a little bit more I don't know. I'm I'm very excited to release this album. This new album. Yeah. It was really interesting for me like seeing you live like hearing the album because it did feel like to me an album that would work such so good a live setting. Like, um, there's a lot of venues that I love over the world. I really love um, the Olympia in Dublin. I really love the Paradiso in Amsterdam. And I imagine... Oh, did you guys I was talking there? about this the other day. Yeah. No, no, haven't played there. Oh, but God. that's a dream venue. Dude, that guy... That is a dream venue. I was really just going to say, like, I could imagine your album sounding so fucking great in that room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully soon. There's also um, the AB in um, uh, Brussels. That's a fucking beautiful room. No, never, never been there. It's really beautiful. Yeah. But I was wondering in regards, like, I was just wondering in terms of, like, touring, like, what's been some memorable crowds for you? Or memorable cities? Cause San time, Francisco, I think, was amazing. San, so San Fran, before we had an album. What? So we haven't been to San Fran since we've had an album. Um, but even way before the lapse, we talked. So we're talking, like, two, three years ago now. Jesus. We yeah. did the show at the Rickshaw stop that was just, like, that was the first moment for us. Like, the crowd was pretty intense. They went for it, didn't they? They so went for it, but we were also hammered. We were, <laughs> like, we were also so drunk. And we've never been drunk before. Mate, um, Tom was so drunk. Dude. Well, you hadn't been drunk before at all. No, 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 it's not like that. Like, like, okay, okay. We're normally so, like, you know, reserved and we're quite, we're quite good. Quite, yeah, yeah. We're quite strict. Not strict, but like... We're like, we're don't performers. Get, don't, get pissed. Pissed. Yeah. don't get too pissed yeah. before a show. Yeah, but people then, are paying money, you know. We're not Oasis, we can't get away with it. But this one, with the, I remember with the, that, that San Fran show, San Fran show, Tom was so pissed. Someone was filming the show. And can, I, can, Tom, I, can I, can Tom I, tell a story? Can I tell a story? Can I tell a story? No, Someone before the show came up to me and, and went, Oh, my um, my sister can't come, she's underage yeah. and she can't come to your show. Anyway, she. Oh, yeah, and, sorry, and, yeah, that's true. And I was, like, and I was like, I was like, Oh, okay, cool, no problem. And then, anyway, I went, we went backstage, we got way too drunk, and then came out and she was there holding her phone up like that. Oh. And she was on FaceTime. To her, to her, her sister, and I, and I, and I just grabbed Tom the phone. Tom took the phone off and started chatting to her. I was like, <laughs> Wait, while you were on stage? Yeah, and it was just like, <laughs> and then anyway. Are you singing then, at this point, though? No, 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 this is but, in between. In between okay, songs. Okay. And then he goes, I'm going to play a song for you. And puts her on the keyboard. Aww. And ends up singing to her. <laughs> what the hell? Like, what what is this? Is that? that sounds pretty amazing, though. Yeah, she was just like... <laughs> <laughs> I think Tom's looking down. She's like, <laughs> oh shit! That's a girl that probably still talks to that about that. To this day. That's amazing. Yeah. She might be listening to this right now. <laughs> fucking That's fucking amazing. Um, 
You know, I was massively struck by the music video series you guys did leading up to Silhouettes. I'm glad to be able to chat with you now because I thought that was really fucking cool. Um, it was a really great viewing experience. I love the stories in the videos and I felt the best thing was they didn't always go the way people expected. I like the fact that there would be a shift, but it wouldn't be like an M. Night Shyamalan, let me grab it like this. It'd be like, here's a bit of subtlety going on. Um, my favorite was You Won't Know Where You Stand. That's a really good one. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, the, the video. The video. The yeah. video and the song, but of course the video. Like, that merriment. Like, I feel like you guys really struck something in the marriagement between song and video within that series. Um, I'd, I'd say that was massively down to the director there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, uh, Owen, he absolutely, I uh, just smash it. Really. I'd, I'd, I think there are a few producers that would have been able to do as good a job as he did with the, you know, he had the, he had this initial idea for the, for the videos and we actually gave him some songs and he merged it with the song. So it could have been, it, you know, we didn't specifically want a video for you anyway, stand and almost over and silhouette, you know, yeah. I think he, he picked those three out and was like, I have this idea, what do yeah. you think about this? And then she moulded it around the film. three of them and turned it into a short film. How different was the finished product to the initial conversations? Like when you guys saw the fin like the vid finished videos, were you kind of like the edits weren't weren't that far off? When we got the first edit back, there wasn't that much to change from our from our perspective. We were just like, this is really good, and then we obviously needed to see them all together to make sense. But um, oh. yeah, it wasn't there wasn't really that much change, was there? No, a couple, no, no. A couple of a tiny like intricate things, but. So we went to the we went to the premiere of that for the video, mm -hmm. and uh, you guys had a premiere for that. Yeah, well, yeah, but it was also mainly for Owen as well, you yeah. know, to show all of his like, mm -hmm. producer and director world. And uh, <laughs> we turned up to it two hours later, so we had to sit in the cinema and watch it on our own. That's the band. <laughs> why are you guys two hours late? Well, why were we two late? We getting food or something? Uh, I don't know. We're with, we're I mean, this is like an audio recording, so you might be able to think of a good lie. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, traffic? Like, London traffic? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're, we're just waiting. shit. That's Oh, well, you know, before I let you guys go, I have a very interesting question for you because um, I particularly I find myself fascinated when you guys, when bands, musicians, and singers are in this stage of their career where the album, the first album came out a while back, it's still relatively early in your career, yet there's still years of work that you guys don't think get to this point. I'm really just curious, like, if the Quillo of, like, four years ago could see you guys now, especially with what I saw downstairs, um, I should probably say this, I was at Soundcheck watching you guys Soundcheck, it looked really fucking cool, like, compared <laughs> the light fixtures and how it kind of went with the songs, yeah. but I imagine four years ago, you guys would have hoped for that, but oh could have never God, imagined yeah. it, like... Yeah, Tom said this the other day to someone, like, you know, if if the 16-year-old yourself could look at you now and think, oh, and you know, when things are feeling a bit shit, you know, when things are feeling shit and you've, I don't know, you come out of the studio and I don't know, you know, you're not in the best of moods or whatever. No. If you think about the 16-year-old self, knowing that, you know, looking you know, at you now, just, make, just doing it, so just making music when like you feel you want to and have playing a show for hundreds of people, isn't it? It's, I even have like a little moment today, I walked down to the, the river, yeah. uh, the river, and I was just sat there, just looking over at the, uh, just the whole of New York, the whole of Manhattan. Um, and it was just like, this is where the music's taken. This is, this is where it's got yeah. to. And I'm out here overlooking at something that none of my family have ever seen before, or you know, like a lot of my friends haven't seen before, and, and it's, yeah. it's just because of this sort of journey that we're going through and, 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 what's, the, and what's happening. Yeah. And it's just like, it's an, it's an incredible experience, and we're so fucking lucky that we're getting to do what we want to do. 
Because I'd be fucked. <laughs> Doing anything else? Yeah. <laughs> I love that you said that. I, w- I was actually thinking, I mean, I just want to touch on this a bit. I was actually thinking about this a bit earlier today, specifically. Um, I've traveled a fair bit doing photos and stuff like that, and I've always had it in my mind that if I was to travel, it'd have to be work-related in terms of, like, I'm always so much about what I'm doing and stuff like that. And you guys strike me as that way, too, in the sense that, like, to make an album like this and to make a second album that's about to be coming out soon, I mean, big hats off to you guys again for that. <laughs> it must blow your mind to just be able to look back and realize that you got here for the work and in terms of just, like, the hours. Because I was saying with, like, Silhouettes, like, when you said, when you guys have said before that some songs came quick, it sounds crazy to me in the context that, like, I could hear certain songs of silhouettes and think, like, fuck, they clearly spent, like, 12 hours a day on this or something like that. Yeah. Why? <laughs> maybe eight? Maybe no, no, it was, it's, it doesn't really work like that. Like, um, songwriting and, 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 well, maybe producing is yeah. a little bit different, but, like, songwriting's a funny, a funny one. You, you, you could write a song that would be your best song in 20 minutes. Yeah. Or, or sit there for two days and come up with nothing. nothing. Yeah. It's a re- it's a really funny thing. Produ- production takes a little bit more time because it's a little bit more intricate, and yeah. that's that's the thing. But it's I don't know. I, I've never really thought about that. Our job's so strange. It is strange. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that that last bit was a bit of deviation, but I really wanted to hit on that specifically. The way that our jobs, your jobs, and my jobs, it's, it's fucking strange. Yeah, exactly. Like you yeah, can be yeah. here. In because your music, I could be in Brussels because photos, and it's like in your head you're like, hold on a second. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you got you got to take a step back. Um, so it's hard. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's it's really important to you sometimes because like you can get down or like someone said something to me when I was working in a factory. Like, you can be driving Ferraris every day of your life. It's still gonna become a job at the end of the day. And sometimes it is. It, sometimes it is a job. Yeah. But like ninety percent of the time, it's not. It's like the most fun you can. <laughs> You do have those times where you're like, oh man, like this, it's like you're tired, you're knackered, you got to do something. You just got to remember, this is what you want. This like, what else, this is what what else would you want to be doing right yeah. now? And that's when you take you need to take a step back and just remind yourself how lucky you are. Cause, that, yeah. That's really important. Well, on that note, Aquilo, thanks for chatting. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you so much. Cheers. You should have said something in the moment. I know I've let it go cold before